0: We have a number of resources on campus. Our student health services have uh, a psychiatric nurse on staff and they, take your, they will take student insurance. Our counseling center offers free services to students. They will do um, an intake where they triage what uh, student's needs are and they will refer a student to the appropriate source. And so that might be a group therapy, it might be an education class, It might be individual counseling or it might be an agency here in our community. Our accessibility resources office supports students with disabilities and works with documenting those disabilities and getting the correct accommodations in place both in the residence halls and in students' coursework. Our university security office is available 24-7. They always have staff here on campus, they're a close partner for residential life. Their number which I would encourage you to put in your cell phone, and I would encourage you to have your student put in their cell phone, the university security phone number is 507-389-2111. If you're looking for the number later, please go to MNSU University Security, and their webpage will pop up and you'll see the number, and you can put it in your phone then and have your student put it in their phone.
1: Prior to making that phone call to us, I'm going to ask you to do something that might be difficult. I'm gonna ask you to take a couple deep breaths and be aware of the emotions that you're bringing to the conversation. If you can hold on to this thought that your son or daughter intentionally, or perhaps unintentionally, might not be telling you the whole story, that might serve you well in that conversation. And if the first things that you're sharing with us when you call are my lawyer, and some F-bombs, we've now created a new conflict. And so we're gonna have to work through that new conflict before we can actually get to the point of why you call. What we're gonna do though when you call, even if it's emotionally charged, is we're gonna listen to what your concerns are about your students or others' behavior, and we'll help create a plan for addressing the concern. We'll give you a good idea in general of what's going on, but we can't always give you specifics based on data privacy but my style is to give you enough information that you can connect the dots between what normally happens or what might not be what might be experiencing you will know our next steps okay we might provide you some thoughts on what you're doing next but we might also provide we will also share with you what our next steps are and our next steps might be letting your student know that you contacted us to share a concern. Some of the options that we can offer to a student is it might be a conversation with your student. Perhaps you're calling us to share that your student isn't connecting well with others in the floor or in the hall. In that scenario, we're not going to run up and go meet with your kid and say, hey, your mom just called us and said you're not connecting well with people, so we're going to try to connect you with people. Uh, We're not going to operate that way. But if you can provide us some insight into what your student is interested in and how they like to spend your time, we can indirectly coordinate some of those exercises and activities to try to get your student connected. Perhaps your student is in a conflict with someone, and that might be their roommate or somebody else on the floor. Our staff can help mediate those conversations, and our staff can also help your student practice what they might share with the individual that they have a concern with. Changing rooms is also a possibility. Um, And we can talk with that student about options to change rooms. Now, oftentimes a student thinks the other person should always move and never them. And that frame is one way to look at it. Another frame to look at it is if there's a space to change rooms, we can make that happen in a day or two. And then your student is in a different They're in a different environment that can contribute to their success. Finally, sometimes the behavior might uh, or could result in student conduct charges. For us to move forward in a student conduct process, an individual who observed the behavior needs to be willing to put in writing what they observed. Oftentimes that's our staff, but sometimes that might be a student reporting information about another student. We're not able to follow up in conduct from a third party phone call. And while that might be frustrating for you if your student is experiencing that, it's also a benefit for your student as well because a parent who calls us about a concern about your student doesn't automatically trigger us into a conduct process. Throughout all of the conduct process piece, we do everything in writing. There's a hearing notification letter that goes to the student's email address and there's also a decision letter that goes to their email address. So students have access to information. If they ever tell you that they don't know what happened or there was never a decision uh, or they're not sure what really unfolded, they might not be telling you the full story because we always provide that documentation in writing. Throughout all of these pieces, data privacy is important and our goal is to work within the law. In addition to working within the law, though, we respect your students' growing independence and self-responsibility. And so we're going to continue to refer you to your student for follow up. We're not going to contact you again to say, hey, we met with your student. Here's what we all told them. Here's what they all told us. Here's what we agreed to do. We'll refer you to your student for follow up. If the situation doesn't seem to resolve itself or doesn't appear to be moving as quickly as you had hoped or they had hoped. It is okay to give us a call back, share with you what, share with us what you know, what you've learned, and insights you might have, and that might help us develop a different strategy moving forward. Successful experience. At the start of our podcast, we shared a little bit about the goals of student success. In closing, there are a couple elements that I'd like to highlight. Conflicts can be more successfully addressed when they are addressed early. You all know that based on your lived experience, but students who are in this phase of emerging adulthood may not always see it that way. So anything that you can do to help them take on some conflicts that they are experiencing more early in their experience will help them overall, both academically on our campus, and also in the connection and relationship building. Second, as your student encounters and successfully resolves challenges ahead of them, they become more competent as adults. If I jump forward and I think about job search interviews and what individuals are looking for in that workforce in terms of employees, conflict resolution skills consistently are a skill set employers are looking for. And finally, Students have a lot of resources to draw on and parents and guardians can also utilize those resources as well. We have well over a hundred student and professional staff members in residential life who are then well connected to hundreds of other professionals on our campus who all support students in their role of development related to identity, independence, and intimacy.